Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi. I'm Kevin Close. And uh, we are coming to you from our backyard. The Quarantine Cafe. Yes, in Central Florida, beautiful <laughs> Central Florida. It's actually a beautiful day out. It is. Um, it is. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, March 22nd, uh, right in the middle, well, hopefully in the middle, of the uh, coronavirus pandemic, the, the global crisis that we all find ourselves in. Um, as Kevin mentioned, we have been... Quarantined is not the right word. We have been social distancing for quite some time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think as everyone else is doing, sort of trying to stay safe and, and stay healthy. And as we thought about the show we wanted to do this week, um, a bunch of ideas came up and I thought about, well, you know, we could do a list of all the things that are closed and uh, cruise Do any lines. of you want to hear that right, anymore? Right, right. All the cancellations that are out there. It's just... You know, that information is out there and certainly worth sharing with folks, but we didn't want to do it. Um, we thought about what we wanted to do, and one of the things that's kind of been going on in our house is there's been a quite a bit of talk about how lucky we are about where we've been able to travel and what we've been able to do and see. Um, we hope that that will continue in the future. We hope that everybody out there will be able to travel and get to do and visit the places you want to go to. But for now, we're sort of uh, we're sort of in reminiscing mode. John and I have always said, you know, there's going to come a day when we can't, and we're going to look back on this and think we're glad we did it. Right. So what we want to do is we wanted to share with you all some of uh, a couple of our stories that from our travels, and it just goes to show why we love to travel and and why uh, you know when things change and things get better, we look forward to traveling in the future. So I'm going to set up the stories. I'm going to let Kevin tell them, because he tells them much better than I do, that is for sure. Uh, I will happily, though, um, correct him when he's wrong. Everyone else is new. And when he leaves stuff out. So the first one, this was a cruise that was many years ago. When was this cruise? Bob was on the cruise. Yeah, so many, many years ago, we were on a Royal Caribbean cruise. And um, I think we were on the Freedom of the Seas. Probably. And it was kind of this weird thing where... uh, one evening, the captain came over to the loudspeaker and said, we're going to make an unexpected unexpected stop. We're going to stop in St. Croix. This has never happened before. Yeah. Well, this has never happened before. They announced that they were going to stop and buy gas. Yeah, never, it's never happened to us. Maybe it's happened to other Maybe people. Maybe other people have done it. So it wasn't on our regular itinerary. The captain said, listen, we're going to make an unexpected stop. We're going to stop in St. Croix to buy gas. What we had sort of heard from the crew was that it was cheaper. I guess that's kind of like, you know, you might you might stop at the gas station where the gas is cheaper. This wasn't on our itinerary. Right. This was a sea day. And he said, we're going to get there around 4 o'clock, and we'll be there until 9 o'clock. A couple hours. You're going to have a couple hours. You can get off and go see St. Croix. And we thought, all right. Well, I, we parked at what I think was a three-mile dock. We parked at the very end. It was. It was this long, long walk into town. There was nobody else there. It wasn't like there were other cruise ships and we were lined up. It wasn't like the lights were even on. Yeah. Actually, I think it was later because it was getting dark. So we walked into this main street in St. Croix and there was... Oh, no, no, no. You you skipped a bunch of stuff. Okay, he skipped a bunch of stuff. So we get off the stock and it's dead. It is dark. And except for the people on our ship that's 
pretty much all we see. There's no stores that are open. Didn't There's, we already say that? No. It was dark. It was empty. We're, we get off the ship and we walk. And it's getting dark. Right. So it's kind of like there's nobody around and we're like, well, what is there to do? There's no stores open. There's nothing going on. We walk past an, a sad, dirty Kentucky Fried Chicken. And we're like, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do here? We also found a store on the main street where they had decided that because there was a Royal Caribbean ship in town, that T-shirts were now $70 each. Right. So we walked out of the store and we just stood there and they said, um, a man came up to us and he said, you know, everything else is around the corner. And we thought, all right, let's go around the corner. And John's right. We passed a Kentucky Fried Chicken where I think you can buy coronavirus. And That's where it started. <laughs> And a police station, and we walked around the corner, and it was like, oh my gosh, St. Croix knew we were coming. You know that scene in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where he drives into Toontown, and it's all of a sudden, it's bright and sunny and loud, and all this crazy stuff is happening? It's like we turned the corner, and all of a sudden, it was we were in a different place. There were place. stilt walkers and jugglers and people in costume and steel drum bands, and... Everybody in St. Croix that had a folding table brought stuff from their house to sell. <laughs> it's like, oh, clean out the cabinets. <laughs> it was the tourists. It was jumping. Now, you have to understand, this street in St. Croix, if any of you have been there, you might know what I'm talking about, was apparently built because the island can flood. The street was at one level, but the sidewalks and the stores were about two and a half or three feet higher than the street level. Someone explained to us that's because it floods and this keeps the, wa- the flood waters out. So we were walking along and, you know, all these vendors were out and they were trying to hawk their wares and I was with some other friends that were on the trip with us and we had lagged behind a little bit and John was, I'm going to guess, a block and a half ahead of us. So, you know, we're walking along. I bought this beautiful little handmade doll. It's about a foot and a half tall. And she has on typical St. Croix costumes. And it's all beautiful. And then if you flip your the skirt upside down, there's another doll underneath, and it's an entirely different doll. I just thought it was handmade, and it was beautiful. So I'm we're sort of doing that, and somebody bought a T-shirt. And I look up. And I was with my friend Chris, Chris King. And I said, do you see what's going on? John was about a block and a half ahead of me. And John was standing on this concrete sidewalk. And this woman, apparently she had stepped backwards and realized she was going to go flat on her neck. And she reached out and she grabbed John by the front of his pants in his groinal area. So from where we were standing, it looked like she was water skiing. <laughs> like she was water skiing with my pants. These these stores, I have to explain too that again raised up several feet, and then there's a very small walkway in front of the store itself. So I was up just browsing at something, and I was against the building. And the next thing I know, this woman took a step back, and she started to fall backwards. And to catch herself from falling backwards, she grabbed the front of my trousers, my shorts, and she's holding on. It so, was like, like she was water skiing. Bob didn't get off the ship with us, and when we got back on the ship, we told him that so for the rest of the cruise, Bob referred to, kept telling people that John's super <laughs> su- I was superhero, superhero name was Crotch Man. It was Crotch Man. 
we saw this lady several times on the ship and never she never spoke to us again. I think she was mortified. And I'm really sorry that I don't have a picture to show you. I know. It's like this is something that deserves a picture and video. It was the most surreal thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I don't know that she and I spoke two words to each other. It was more like, oh, let me help you from falling backwards and also trying to keep my pants up. So after we were done, we walked back. And I don't know who in St. Croix came up with the idea, but they had brought out surreys, I guess is the right word. And they were transferring back to the ship because it was such a long walk. And it was just completely unexpected. And it's one of the stories that we tell all the time. And this poor lady, we'd meet her in the elevator, and she'd put her head down, and she wouldn't make eye contact with us. She was embarrassed. I was very proud. I was crotch man for a whole cruise. For a whole cruise. Exciting. Um, another story we like to tell, I like to have Kevin tell, is of our first trip to Italy. We have been. We are very lucky. We're very, very fortunate. We've got had a chance to go to Italy several times on multiple trips. Some were trips that we have put together as a group, and we've had people join us on those trips. Some of them were, uh, this one in particular was one that Disney invited us on. This was 2006. Beginning of Adventures by Disney, they were looking to, uh, they've invited travel agents on a trip so that they can experience it. And it was, what time was it called, Bella Italia? Viva Italia. Viva Italia. It was the Viva Italia trip. So it was Rome, Tuscany, and Venice. So I've got a story to tell you before the story John's talking Ooh, about. I don't know what this story is. We were staying on the Via Veneto. They used to ho- use a hotel called the Hotel Excelsior that was at the top of the hill on the Via Veneto. So we had walked down the hill to, we walked to the Trevi Fountain, and we had done some other stuff. And on the way back, we had been out a while, we decided we were going to take a taxi back to the hotel. And in Rome, you can't, out in the street and wave your arm like you can in New York. You can't hail a taxi. You have to go to a taxi stand. And they're usually in front of restaurants and hotels. So we walked to a taxi stand and we were standing there just waiting, minding our business. And all of a sudden, I realized there was a man who was like right here. Like really close. And I turned around and I said to him, hello. And he said, hello. So I went back to talking to John and I turned around and there's this man standing right here. And I said, can I help you? Because he was standing way too close. And he looks at me and he goes, I watch. And I thought, we're not doing anything. We're just standing here. So all of a sudden, this little Alfa Romeo taxi pulls up. Now I turn around and this man is holding his sides. And he kept saying to me, I watch. And what he was watching was John and I to get in the clown car. Folding ourselves like origami to try to fit in this car. So we got in the taxi, and the man said to us, where are you from? We told him we were from Orlando. And he said, oh, he has a cousin in Miami. Did we know him? I said, oh, yeah, I do. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. I have a cousin in Miami. You know him. Yeah. Okay, so now we are in Venice. And in the day, back then, you got out of the train station, and you immediately walked over and got in a gondola. There were gondolas waiting there for you. And Adventures by Disney had set this up mm-hmm. for everybody on the trip. Everyone was going to get a gondola, gondola ride. Every family was going to travel together. And it was really, I mean, really a sweet thing because you kind of went to this private area where you all boarded the gondolas together. And it was really, really a cool addition. Because I, had wa- I walked slow 
And at that time, I was just using a cane. We were the last people to line up for the gondola. And I watched people. Now, we were standing on a dock, and the gondola was a good two and a half or three feet later, or lower. And the man, they would fill gondolas with like five or six adventures by Disney guests. And they, the guy would say, oh, just step on the edge and step in. And, you know, the next step, person step down into the gondola. Step off of the dock, step onto the gondola, and then And step they would hold the your gondola. hand, and you would step on the edge of the gondola and then step down into it. Well, it got to be our turn. And our gondola driver might have weighed 80 pounds. And he had on one of those black and white striped gondolier shirts, but it was kind of big on him, and it, held, it like hung off one shoulder. And he, he looks at me, and he goes... No step on the gondola. Do <laughs> no step on the gondola. So I thought, all right, well, what do I do? Do I sit on the dock and, like, step into it? Do, do you I lay on the dock and roll, roll into, into the, the gondola? gondola? How do we so I'm that? looking at the guides, and the guides are looking at me, and I'm looking at John, and John goes, just step into the gondola. And then this tiny little Italian man, he was so charming, he puts out his arms, and he goes, you just step, I catch you. And I weigh more than 80 pounds. And I thought... <laughs> I'm going to take this poor little man off the gondola and into the dock. So I, d- I don't know what happened. I don't remember it. But apparently I stepped off the dock and into the gondola and we made it. So I sat up in the front of the gondola. So I was facing backwards. And John was facing forward and looking at where we were going. And I realized that I was holding on to the gondola and we were riding low enough in the water that my fingertips were getting wet. It's Kevin and I and one of the adventure guides, and it was like, oh, we are skimming the water here. <laughs> Our fingers are wet. One good wave, and I would have been soaked. So it was my one and only trip in a gondola. I'm, I did it. From now on, what we do is we walk, because the gondolas are there, we walk down a little bit, and we get in what they call a Vaporetto. And a Vaporetto is Venice's version of a city bus, and you buy yourself a ticket, and you stop all over, and you eventually wind up at your hotel. So I missed the gondola portion of the trip, but I'm okay with it. Another time we were leaving Venice, and when you're leaving Venice, everybody has... You leave Venice based on your airfare and what, what your airline time. schedule. Right, so they say, you know, family's leaving earlier, you get an earlier time in the morning, and then, you know, you get guided by the guide to go to and the most, airport. I mean, we've done it when there's been a private Chris Craft water boat, or, or, or a private Chris Craft boat, a really nice boat. This time, we got on what I can only call the commuter train. We were in this big, big boat, and you stepped down into it, and there was it was kind of V-shaped. So you people sat on both sides. And where we were, there were I would call them eyebrow windows. They were about eight or nine inches, and they lined just above where all the seats were. And it was John and I and our friend Kathy from Texas. Hi, Kathy from Texas. And the boat started going, and the lagoon was rough. But, I mean, like, we were stopping at people's houses. It was, it was like a commuter, and it was picking people up along the way to drop them off either at the airport 
or places at where they can go their to friend's train, house or the train station. I don't think it went to their friend's house, but it was you know it was you know there were people who were there was a, there were people on their way to work obviously. So this like boat filled up. There were a bunch of us, and while we were sitting there, we stopped at one stop, and this man got on in this really beautiful suit. I mean, you could tell this suit was expensive, and his briefcase was expensive. And his shoes were expensive. This was a businessman. People in Italy just dressed better anyway. Maybe yeah, they're, they're we, were, we were going to the airport. I think we had on sweats. Right. Just, However, we were all the way back by the stairs. I mean, we got nice. down in the boat and we stopped. He got all the way up in the point of the boat. And we're riding along and it got rougher and rougher and rougher. And I leaned over and I said to Kathy, at one point, that boat went up and came crashing down. And I said... That man up front's going to get wet. So a couple more minutes go by, and all of a sudden, the boat rises up, and the boat comes crashing down, and these waves come in those front windows. And this man looked like he had been thrown out of the boat into the lagoon. Oh, he, man. It was like a waterfall. He was over the top drenched. Of oh, man. I felt, I felt so bad. And the lady next to him, she was an older lady, and she went in her purse and she pulled out one of those little purse-sized packages of Kleenex, and she handed him one. <laughs> well, I, there was nothing I could do to help him, but I wanted to say to her, what do you think he's going to do with a four-inch Kleenex? So for the rest of the trip to the airport, that's what we talked about, how soaked that man oh, was. Man, so We felt so bad for him. He was just dread, like, through his suit. And, and there was virtually nothing out. anybody could do for him. Right. However, it was, like, weird because we could, yeah, the dogs are barking. We could see them, we could see it coming, and we knew something was going to happen, but it was just a matter of time before it happened. Um, we love Venice. Venice is one of our favorite places to go. Yeah, so anytime we can get to Venice, we love to go to Venice. I have two stories about Venice. We you already told two stories. About I have two Venice. more. Oh my gosh! We were all had just been. We had a group that had gone to Venice, and when we came home, they were showing the movie Summertime with Catherine Hepburn and Rosanna Brazzi on television. And we were all in the chat room, and we were talking, and everybody was watching Summertime, and we were picking out places that we had been. And if you've ever seen the movie Summertime. There is a certain store, I won't spoil it, there's a certain storefront that figures prominently in the movie. And one of the people on our trip, our friend Heather, said, oh, you have to stop. And she went online and posted pictures. The store that figured so heavily, and I'm going to guess she had pictures of it. She had taken pictures of it without knowing what it was. And the movie came out, I think it's like 1951, and she took pictures of it. In 2016. Did she take pictures of it? She had pictures of the oh, actual okay. storefront. Yeah, and we all sat there and looked at it, and the store hadn't changed in 50 years. And I think it was like even the same tchotchkes were in the window. I think it was. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Um, my last Venice story. We had gone to Venice, and a bunch of us, uh, a restaurant had been recommended to us. However, it was literally on the other side of the island. So it was going to be a 20 or 25 minute walk for us. And as we were all meeting in the lobby and decided to head out, a thunderstorm happened. We started to hear thunder. So we were all kind of huddled under the entranceway into the hotel. And not only was it thunder and lightning and raining, it started to hail. 
So John said, I know where there's a good pizza place. Let's go there. It's only a block away. So we all, all ran towards the pizza place, and we walked in. I think there were 18 of us. And the man said, oh, I don't know if I can seat all 18 of you. So he turned around, and John said, Everybody just go take a seat. Just come inside and sit down. <laughs> well, it was, it was about to... It was, was it hailing at that time? It was. It was about to, and, I mean, it was nasty. And I thought, I don't want people getting out here and being wet or being... Now, I'm telling hailing. you, it was hailing enough that it was breaking store windows. Mm-hmm. And while we sat there, they finally just accepted that we were already sat down. I ushered everyone in. <laughs> John made us all sit down. When we were ready to go, and they had waited on all of us, and we... You know, we were paid to go. I'm going to guess that outside the door there were six or seven inches of hail. You had to push hail aside with your shoe to touch concrete. It was the strangest storm. Um, Windows in our hotel were just were blown out. Yeah, one of the one couple on our um, in our trip, their room the window blew out and they had to be moved to a different room in the hotel. Yeah, that was that was a very strange occurrence. Something like this ever happened again. Um, Tell folks the interesting information you found about how uh, because people are uh, in Italy are being told you must stay inside and not go out and do things is sort of an interesting byproduct of all this going on in Venice the water in Venice oh if you go if you google uh, Venice canals because of the lack of boat traffic and shipping and deliveries the water in Venice the Venice canals which is pretty murky. Yeah, you can't see the bottom. You can't see you the can't. bottom of it's, it. And in the summer, I'm told it smells bad. The water in the Venice canals is running clear, and you can actually see fish and see the bottom of the canal. Yeah, for the first time in, I don't know how many years, the canals have cleaned out. Because there's no boats on them, because people can't go out All right, boats going back, one more story. All right. We talked about the movie Summertime with Rosano Brazzi and Catherine Hepburn. I might have opened a can of worms here. I love Venice. I have Venice stories. When they were filming it, uh, they had Catherine Hepburn standing along a canal, and the director asked her to step back. And part of the movie is that she falls backwards into the canal. And even in the 1950s, the canals were so dirty that Catherine Hepburn got an eye infection that lasted the rest of her life. If you see pictures of her or video of her, her eyes always looked wet and runny. That was a chronic eye infection that she got from falling in the canal in Venice. So don't go swimming in the canal. That's it? Unless you want me to keep going. No, that's, that's enough. I didn't really, I know where that story was going. Um, so yeah, Kevin's got a ton of stories. We'll, uh, we'll record some more and do some more at a later date, but we wanted to share some of those with you. Some of our fondest memories of travel are um, the funnier things, the more unusual things, but also when we get to travel with people we like and we take our big group big groups going um we know that things are strange now if you are a client of dreams unlimited travel and you're um, working with one of our agents we truly appreciate your patience while our agents get uh things squared away we want you to know that unfortunately with disney things are changing every minute so we're trying to keep up on the information and make sure that... Okay, stop. You told them that's what you weren't going to do. But I want to just close with this one more thing I want to close with. Um, another thing is people are writing to us and saying, well, can I get a quote? Absolutely. We are quoting for uh, later in the year. We're quoting for next year. If you're interested in these one of these trips, Adventures by Disney trips, please write to Kevin. Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. 
you can write to me, john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Uh, or if you have an agent, write to your agent and look to see about uh, booking a future vacation. Other than that, you can go right on our website, www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and put in a quote, and we will do our best to get you your quote as quickly as possible. Again, we're just we're doing it for further down the road. We're waiting for things to come back and for parks to open and cruises to go again, and we're all excited for that to happen. So. And before we go, I'm going to answer the question that I've been asked a couple of times. Why the scarf? <laughs> and I'm going to quote my, one of my favorite authors, Nora Ephron. I feel bad about my neck. <laughs> we have to do the thing in my big fat Greek wedding. I'll pull your <laughs> neck, you pull mine. You hold my neck, I'll hold yours. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us for this episode. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to say have a great week. Stay home and stay healthy. And stay safe. <laughs>